0: You are listening to Genuine Chit Chat. This show is for real.
1: Hello there, guys, and welcome to another episode of Genuine Chit Chat. This week, I'm again joined by Chris Brayton of the I Like to Like Things podcast. Now this is part two of our chat, so make sure you go back and listen to part one if you haven't already. But part two is much of continuation of what we spoke about prior. It's about being the sort of the modern man in air quotes, discussing vulnerability and crying and admitting when you're wrong. And then it also sort of goes into the conversations about parenthood, trying to make your kids a better person than you sort of were. Empathy is a big thing as well. And then towards the end of the conversation, Chris talks about his weight loss journey and we both agree in the importance of pockets. I did appear on a recent episode of the I Like to Like Things podcast. I spoke about my favorite ever TV show, which is BBC's Sherlock. I'll include a link to that in the description as well. And uh, there's more information in the description of how you can get in touch with Chris of the I Like to Like Things podcast and things. And I cannot recommend the show enough. I look forward to it every Monday. Uh, and I just I'm so happy that Chris came on the show so I could somewhat help promote that. So after you listen to this conversation, make sure you go check out I Like to Like Things podcast. And um, that's really going to be it for me at the start here, guys. So I'm going to let the conversation come through. Uh, And then I'll be back at the end to talk about what's coming up, a few guest spots and things I've been doing here and there, and the sort of stuff you can expect from being subscribed to Genuine Chit Chat in the future. So I really hope you guys enjoy this listen, and obviously give Chris all the love on social media that you can. Anyway, without further ado, here is Chris Brayton. Welcome to Genuine Chit Chat, where we have honest conversations with interesting people. And I'm your host, Mike Burton.
0: But we're so happy and um I'm not gonna lie, my girls are pretty great. They are they are pretty, pretty, pretty great. And um I they're they're just awesome people and they're my best friends and uh yeah, and but yeah, being um I, I like yeah, exactly. I like to barbecue, but uh I like it helping my youngest daughter uh, paint butterflies. You know what I mean? Like it's just like I, I love the color green but also my shirts are pink like it doesn't really this doesn't matter you know and, mm-hmm. and like i think if you start when it starts to matter too much on those type of things you have to start taking a look on the inside and like why why do i why who, who told me that i couldn't wear pink you yeah. know what i mean like who who, to, who told me that and um yeah anyway so you just really have to start doing those type of like self reflective things and yeah. uh, having daughters changed my life Getting married started that whole that whole role of just changing, and um, I look back at who I used to be when I was younger, and I, I still like that guy. He 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 was a nice guy, and but man, he was he was he was ignorant, and uh, he was he did not know what he was doing. And <laughs> I'm glad that he learned how to how to change. So <laughs> yeah,
1: it's amazing as well because. I'm a I'm a Patreon supporter of the like to like the show, so right. I've got a little yes. insight yes. behind the curtain. But you you do shows right. uh, with your daughters, and I've listened to I think one or two with your eldest, I believe it was, and uh-huh. it was it was fun hearing that interaction and hearing like that's one of the things yeah. I thought to myself like if I were to model myself. After anyone that I've ever met, genuinely speaking, like, I don't, I I shit you not, it is you, because of not only, (laughs) like, it it sounds weird, and it sounds like I'm just, because I I do like to, you know, big up my guests and things, because, you know, positivity is great, and all that sort of stuff, but genuinely, the more I've been thinking about it, and one of the reasons I think I connect with your show, both on Patreon and Normal so much, is... You've got your views on positivity. You've got your views on, you know, just people doing what they want to do, not because society or anyone else dictates they should do. But there's also... You seem like such a great dad, because you and Elise have mentioned as well, and your relationship with Elise. Like, I think I messaged you after first hearing. I like to like things and things, uh, and I think I said something okay. like, "You know, your relationship just sounds so great because you're both wanting to try new things for each other. There's not that right. I'm owed something and you're owed. It's like we're doing this together. And you specifically, I remember saying stuff like, "You are. You always admit if you're wrong, and that's." That's something that men oh, yeah. often don't do. And I had that... Like, my dad, one of his biggest flaws, that he would never admit he was wrong. Like, this is... Uh-huh. Not to be a downer, but the only time my dad ever apologized to me in his life was when he told me he had cancer, which is the only time he should never have apologized to me. That's the one oh, right. time where it's like, Dad, this is the only yeah. time... of the Hundreds of times you've made me cry because you've been a dick. And this is... You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> for many years, uh, when my dad was about, <clears throat> I... I had a bit of a complex about not saying I was wrong because I saw it as, be- as a weakness, which obviously it's not. It's actually, in my view, strength admitting you're wrong because it's being vulnerable. Absolutely. And it takes a lot of strength to be vulnerable with someone, both in you know, opening up relationships, emotional things, and being wrong. And it took me a while to learn that. And from you as how you act around your kids and Elise and things, you know, you're open about being wrong and about the gender roles thing but also you say frequently and it's funny and it was in the pixar patreon podcast you spoke about and it's like you were just like oh yeah i watched that film and i cry every time like what does daddy do he cries and it's just like even a man crying is something that i think more people need to not not necessarily see no people don't need to see men cry necessarily but in the sense of they need Men or boys need to know it's okay to cry. And, and, Absolutely, and you yeah. show that, and that's why I want to say. And I don't want to make you feel embarrassed or anything. And but uh, <laughs> it is just truth of what I've perceived of you and how I interpret what you do is just no one's perfect. But from what I've observed from you, no. so many elements of how you. The elements of what you try to do, I think, is what I admire the most about you as an individual. And that's why I mean in a sense of I would try and aim to be a dad similar to you and try and be the husband that you are in the sense of, like, just so many different elements of where you try and you always have the best intentions for the people that you care about. And there's no bullshit. And that's what I appreciate.
0: (laughs) Thank you. I mean, I'll... I'll, Thank you so much. Like, thank you. That means a lot to me because it's... It's something that I think about every day. It really is, and I'm I'm a fairly um, I'm a fairly selfish person. Um, I I think all of us can be, Mm -hmm. and so uh, at at different times, and so I just I I really try and focus on the people around me, and I feel like it makes me happier. Um, And I think it makes other people trying to make other people happy makes me happy. Mm -hmm. And uh, I'm I'm I guess I'm lucky that way. But uh, yeah, I I think the most important thing that anyone could ever do is change their mind when presented with something new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like so many men um, across all societies feel like you have to um, quote unquote stick to your guns. Mm. You gotta stick to your guns, even if something is coming at you that like is 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 different or scary or whatever. You gotta stand your ground, and it's like why. That's exhausting hmm. it's exhausting to do that and so like if you're wrong like and, and like you've said it too like when someone says sorry to you, how great do you feel like if you're truly wronged if you're truly wronged um and they did something wrong if you say sorry the healing immediately happens and and we'll talk about dads again too like if you're mad at your dad or you're mad at someone that you you fully love and we'll keep it in the the whole like the male gender roles uh, for for now but like those type of, like, men that are in your life, like, if they said sorry, you would forgive them anything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. And so, like, you just project what you would feel onto somebody else. And, like, that you know that, that like, a, a parent, like, I, a parent saying they're sorry for something is so huge because it doesn't happen so very often. And, Yeah and men to their wives or 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 whoever they don't say sorry it's just like where does the healing begin you know and and yeah so anyway thank you so much uh that me- that really means a lot to me mike i i really do appreciate it and i will uh try and keep doing my best <laughs> to be a good example i guess yeah
1: the podcast is is a perfect show of that and it's one of those things it's it's, it's a, yeah. exactly as you say with like with my dad as i've said like he was a great man in so many ways and there's so many things i admired right. about him and i Thankful that I learned from him and things. But one of the biggest things after, especially after he passed away and I had like a lot of time to sort of process everything, um, which was, you know, eight years ago now. So it was like one of the biggest things I was like, you know, I did a podcast with um one of my older brothers. Um it was I did I released on Father's Day in the first year I was doing podcasting. So it's one of the older ones, and we speak about dad, and mm. it's called Remembering Dad or something. And we speak about his positive parts, but also his negative parts, because, you know, not to speak ill of the dead, but people are flawed and we want I want to talk with someone right. who knew my dad and not just be like, you know, when people die, especially celebrities and things. I'm not saying you should be horrible to celebrities when they die. That's not what I'm saying, but like, you know, when someone <laughs> dies, it's normally, oh, let's focus on all the amazing stuff they did. Unless they're like a legitimately awful human being, then it's just, you know, all the bad stuff. But generally speaking, right. you know, media stuff just focus on all the positive and that's often what happens with people as well. And that is good to do in some right. elements. But me and Rob, that's maybe my brother, when we were speaking about it, we were just like, you know, these were some of the amazing things that dad did. But equally, he did these, not did these things, but he acted in this way, which, right? you know, I wouldn't, damaged is probably too strong of a word, but affected me quite badly. And it of took course. years after he passed for me to really accept being wrong. And being vulnerable, and because right. he would never ever admit he was wrong about anything, he he would argue with you until you're blue in the face, and then he would storm off. And then when he realised he's wrong, he would buy you something and never ever talk about it. Like, and that right. doesn't work. Yeah. Like that's not. I don't want. It sounds like, like my mom. it's just like I don't yeah, it want. it's just
0: like my mom. Yeah, that's, yeah,
1: Megan's mom's a little bit like that. She yeah. doesn't listen to the show, fortunately yeah. I, If she is, I love you, Sue. Yeah. And you're great. But is, it's one of those things where it's just like <laughs> they never admit they're wrong, and then it's like, oh, they bought me a new game. Oh, that's cool, but I don't want the game. I want them just to look at me in the eye and say look I, I'm wrong because yeah. when you have a parent who can openly admit their own flaws it means that as a kid growing up you can accept your own as well and for ages right. I didn't do that and I was like an argumentative asshole sometimes and I would just not Sorry. admit I was wrong and I wouldn't apologise and I wasn't realising I was doing it until afterwards and I was trying to become a better person and think who's the man I want to be I think part of it was actually when mm. I wrote this the mini speech thing I did at my dad's funeral I and mean, I was trying to think of things and I was just like, you know, I want to be, you know, I hope hopefully one day I can be half the man that he was in a sense. And after I made the speech and I did it all and et cetera, I was thinking about it and I was just like, I want to be better and I want my kids to be right. better than I was. I don't want my kids having to wait till I eventually pass. Maybe hopefully I won't pass when my kids at 20 when I eventually have them, but like get to 20 and learn these lessons, which really... Shouldn't be a moment of clarity. It should just be how you're raised and how you understand being a person. And if I can have my kids learning the lessons I learned in my 20s from the start and they can just be slightly better than I am, then that would make me so happy. And I think that's kind of the angle of where I'm coming from a lot of the time when viewing what I see as you as a parent in a sense
0: yeah i that's so powerful though is what you said it's like you do, uh, the biggest thing is as as an adult not necessarily even as a parent as a parent is you don't want to re- repeat the mistakes of the past mm-hmm. and you don't want to repeat the mistakes of the of the generation prior and like because like guess what they're better than the generation that was before them they are learning more we're like we like there are always going to be bad elements to every generation mm-hmm. no matter what yeah. it's just it's human nature but then there's going to be the the overflow of it is that like people are growing growing as a society, growing as parents and you just learn more. You just learn. And and that's the most important thing. And so as long as you're not repeating the mistakes, eventually everything's going to be pretty great. Like and so like yeah, similar like like what you're saying is that like as parents, we have such a profound effect on our children and like just because and it just be just through the nature of who you are and that is an it is an, an incredible responsibility and and i think most people take that very seriously like it's an incredible responsibility and that like you don't want to repeat the mistakes that their parents did and so like same thing my dad's great i love my dad i love my mom i do a lot of things completely the opposite of how he parented <laughs> like you're completely and like and that's the thing is it's like i love my parents like i i do i love my dad and like like just speaking just as a dad too like but there are some things just like he would never like never in a million years like one of the things is like we we got spanked like we, we were spanked as kids it was a thing never spanked my girls mm-hmm. and just like but like they were just like that is what you do you spank, and that is how you do I'm not like traumatized or anything like like, like in any way. But like that's just one of the things. It's mm. just that like I I'm never gonna spank my kids. Just just not how it's gonna happen. I I want them to always have my hands just be for like hugs. You know, <laughs> like that's that's all I want my hands to to be for. And and then but then also the other one would then be um is is the uh he like I want like like you said, I want my girls to be better than me like that is that like if, if my girls are better than me i have succeeded that's the, that is that is my one goal in life is for them to be better my dad has a hard time with that like he doesn't necessarily like us sons being better at things than him like um he does, like this is this is super personal he's fairly jealous of my relationship with 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 elise mm. and like elise is my best friend and she always will be i'm her number one cheerleader and um i think everything she does is amazing one because it is and one i just madly in love with her always will be and my dad <laughs> he doesn't get it he doesn't get it and um like he loves my mom for sure but it's not the same relationship that i have with my wife <laughs> and so he's mad jealous of that and he doesn't like that and so he won't point that out he won't like point out what like a good marriage we have so And then, like my my older my my younger brother, I'm the oldest brother. uh, My middle brother, like he was more successful than my dad at a younger age. My dad is very successful, but my younger my middle brother is is very entrepreneurial and and and, like makes really good decisions and stuff. And so like my dad didn't really like that. But like like, we've had this conversation with him. Like you should you should want us to be better than you, right? That's like the point of being a parent. (laughs) And like that. We've never talked about it since because like he just kind of like was silent, and I think he finally has got it. I think like you want us to be better than you, like that. That's a, that's you, like my girls being better than me is my success, like that. Like like it's like it's their own thing; they're their own people. But I think you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Is that like them being better than me is me succeeding at my job. Yeah. And um, yeah. And so anyway, I think he's I think he's kind of got it now. It's like. You don't need to beat us at things, old man. <laughs> like, like, don't, like, don't, like you, you crotchy old, you, you, go, you old geezer. Like, just like, be happy that we're doing really well. Like, we're all fairly successful. And I have a younger brother. Uh, my youngest brother is uh, is kind of an idiot, so um, he's always got that guy to look down on. So. <laughs> he doesn't he doesn't listen to podcasts anyway so uh yeah so it's like just be just know you're better than that one you know your, your final one so but your other two they're doing pretty good they they got it all kind of they got it figured out at least a little bit so
1: and i always think about it like with my dad and things like my dad was born 1949 so he was born four years Whoa. yeah yeah so like he was an older dad anyway because like as i said my old i've got two older brothers Three, if you count my, because of, you know, marriage and stuff, but two brothers by blood. And because they were from previous marriage and stuff, I didn't grow up with them necessarily. I grew up seeing right. them and things, but they weren't in the same household, like we have different mums. Mm-hmm. But um, my my mum and dad, my mum's 10 years younger than my dad uh, was and things, so mum's born 59. And the funny thing is, I think about that quite a bit because I was like... He he grew up very poor. He had he was the oldest of four siblings. Um he like started his own business. He was a self-made man. Uh when I was growing up, we had we weren't rich but we had money we ne- we never had to worry about money which right. is something i'm very thankful for from my dad and he instilled yeah, a very profitable. good yeah and he instilled a very good work mm. ethic into me you know but i realized that he was born 4 years after world war 2 ended and like rationing and things in england i'm not even i don't know when it stopped specifically but even if it stopped dead when the war stopped which i'm certainly didn't you've still got the repercussions of the feel of that just like in america i know you guys weren't right. involved in the world wars as much or it's affected by them but still you guys had the great depression that's only a few generations ago so you think like right a few grandparents ago they were living in the great depression and us in england was like going through you know, rationing and things for wars etc so you've got this mentality of like you have to hold on to what you've got you can't throw any food away you can't do anything you ha- it's all for you and your family because it's it's war out there right. literally it's all for Your family, that's who you protect. You work as hard as you can. That's all you provide. And then the next generation had it, like, slightly easier than that generation. And then slightly easier than that. And I find that as it goes down the line, like, my life now is probably easier than my dad's life was when he was my age. But instead of being, like, you know, oh, awesome, my life is better and I'm not going to learn from that. I try and look at it in a way of, okay, my dad, his flaws were probably from his dad who literally lived through World War II. So it's like... He never hit like my parents were never awful to me. I want to clarify. Like my dad was just a bit of a dick sometimes. Like they would, right? Like they would not spank me, but they would hit me in the arm. Not, nothing hard that would leave a mark. But you know the sort of don't do that slaps. So, you know, and I also wouldn't do that mm. to my kids because I, I don't want my kids to ever fear me in any way. I only want them to right. respect me and love me. You know, I don't want the element mm. of they're worried they're going to do something bad and I'm going to hit them on the arm for it. I, I never want that dynamic. Right. But I don't hate my parents for doing that because i understand that like my my granddad, my mum's uh, dad who's still alive i absolutely hate him and i don't hate a lot of people he <laughs> is an awful man and he's just done right. some horrible things in his life and it's like from uh, my mum started out pretty well from having him as a dad like i don't even see him anymore like i haven't seen him in i think a decade and it's just like i try and be sympathetic to the older generation in in certain ways while also trying to understand how they came from, but also going, okay, well, just because they were like that, and I understand they were like that, that doesn't necessarily excuse the behavior, but it does at least mean I can look at it from a distance and go, okay, yeah, I don't want to do those things at all. And I'm privileged to be in the position now where I don't have to worry necessarily about being shipped off to war, fingers crossed, or anything like that. And I can (laughs) use those, you know, in, in a way of putting it, like I can use my privilege to hopefully benefit My, the future generations and people around me, and I think that once again, that's something that not only you do as a person, but your show is just like, hey, I don't know about this thing, teach me about it, and I'm going to become a better person from that. And it's just so many elements of just accepting that you're not the best at probably anything, you know, (laughs) maybe
0: maybe one thing in the entire world, maybe. Like like you're all right though. Like everyone's unique Mm -hmm. and everyone has their own unique perspective and there's something that they can bring to the table. And that's the most important thing. And that's kind of how you have to look at life is that everybody's got something, but like, like even me and I, I, I I love being a dad. I'm not going to be the magic guy that finally figures out how to be the perfect parent. You know what I mean? Like it's something that I want to do and and I, I'm striving for and that's all we can do. All we can do is try and be better. Than, than you were the day before or the previous generation and um, yeah like, like 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 you were saying like my my grandparents were awful all of them were were terrible mm. like it's bad people my mom's both both her parents were raging alcoholics. Um, my my dad's parents were physically and emotionally abusive. Like it was it was bad. Like my, my grandparents were all the worst. My granddad's that sort of element of things as well.
1: That physical abuse and, and emotional abuses. Yeah, yeah it's it's nasty. Horrible.
0: And um, so like that's why uh, and that's kind of where I came at with my dad is that like you're way better than your parents. <laughs> yeah. Like don't even like like that. Aren't you glad? <laughs> like like you did the same thing. So that's that's what I'm trying to explain to him It's like you want your kids. Everybody should be better. And like I, I hear a story about my great grandparents. They sounded awful. You know what I mean? Like, they all just sound like awful, awful, awful people. And um, so it's like, yeah, let's hope that each generation gets a little bit better, hopefully a lot a bit better. And, um, like my parents, like my parents, same thing. like maybe my dad doesn't say sorry enough, but like they, he wasn't a raging alcoholic. And an abuser, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. Like, congratulations, congratulations, you totally won parenting. Like, you did it, you did it, and your kids are your kids are getting better. Well, two out of three, two out of three aren't doing too bad. So, um, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, it, um, yeah, like we've said that too. To uh, Elise and I have both said, like, we know we're not the magic parents that have figured it all out. Like, our girls are going to come to us, and they're going to tell us something that we did. And that we did that was that was that was either hurtful to them or or stunted them in some way, and the only thing we can say is sorry, and I'm like that's that's it, and then just let them let them say their words, like let, let them have let them say what they need to say, they're so gonna work on it, because like the goal of a parent is to have their kids want them to be in their life, mm-hmm. not that you want them to feel like you need to be in their life out of obligation. Like I want my daughters. To want me in their life, and that's and 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 then if they eventually have kids, same thing. I feel like I'm geared up to be like the greatest grandpa. <laughs> yeah. Like I I, I, I want to be a gra- I want to be a grandpa so bad. Like <laughs> I, like I've already tried to like pick out my my grandpa name. Like what what am I going to be called and everything. So anyway, um. But like yeah, it's just important. Like I I hate I hate the word obligation because like I feel like I lived a lot of my life out of obligation, and like I was obligated to different people whether they put it on me or I put it on myself like like it's or like or it was expected and I'm sure you probably feel something similar too just the the way that you like you just like you're obligated to do certain things and I hate that I hate that feeling like it's one of the few things I truly do hate mm-hmm. obligation is that like there there are there is something to be said about doing something cuz it's the right thing to do like that that is that's important like there are things that are the right thing to do that's what you should do them. but you should want to do them out of out of love you should want to do them out of because it makes someone happy it should be out of because like you want to bring them out of a funk or like you want to do it cuz it sounds fun so like that's what i want my girls to do like oh hanging out with mom and dad is great and i feel loved and accepted and And whatever it is, and I cannot tell that to him enough. And so, um, and it's like, like our oldest daughter doesn't want to have kids. I will see how that works out and our youngest daughter all she wants to do is have a thousand kids so like they couldn't be any more different and like they raised both they've both been raised by us and like they like no no kids and the other one yeah like oh I'm never moving out and you're just gonna help me raise our kids and like awesome that sounds like that actually sounds amazing just let's let's keep that going so uh and uh, anyway so it's funny and whoever they end up with um I'm gonna love them no matter what too um, because whoever they pick is gonna be an amazing human. So I'm I'm really excited.
1: It is funny as well with what you said about like not not to go off or one about our respective parents and things, but it is like the probably the last thing I'll touch upon is you know, my mum's amazing and I, I love her to pieces and things and she's great. Yeah. And but there's there's one thing that I've I've mentioned once or twice on the podcast. My mum's only listened to like one or two podcasts, one of which was the one about uh, my dad and things. So if you're listening to this, mum, I am sorry. But this is one thing that she said to me, which has always stuck with me. And it's just, it's weird how one right. sentence that she probably wouldn't doesn't even remember saying. And mm-hmm. she, I want to clarify, my mum is in no way homophobic at all. But she said to me once <laughs> when I was like 12 or something before I, you know, st- I, I'm a heterosexual male, but that doesn't really matter. But she said to me, if you were gay, it's that's, com- that's Okay. I would just be a little bit disappointed uh, that she didn't mean it to, Whoa. but you know what I mean? Like she doesn't mean it. My mum's not homophobic. She would never, if I did turn out gay, I think more so what she would say would be at the time. Oh, the aspect of grandkids isn't as simple. So I think that that was probably <laughs> how, which I don't agree with. You know, I still, you know, if I had kids, right. wh- whoever no, they want to be, not. No, but no, no. I, it's little things like that. We, I just think, that sort of moment is going to make me really be careful with my words when I have kids because it's like she probably never remember saying that she never meant it maliciously even though she said it wasn't in my view trying to be malicious and I've kind of subtly yeah. tried to but that's just one of those prejudices and things that you just they're saying it now in 2021 when a lot of people are like what probably saying what the fuck but it's not it's not my mum's yeah. not a bad person I want to clarify that so many times <laughs> but it is just that thing of yeah. that little thing like it stuck with me for ages and like, I've never struggled with my sexuality, right. but if I did, that would definitely be playing on my mind. And I'm sure if I came out to my mum, I mean, she'd be surprised coming with Megan for so long and all the women I've been with. But like, if, if something happened, right. I came out, she wouldn't love me any less, but it's right. just that weird thing. You know what I mean? Where it's just, you don't know what you're going to
0: say, which can ripple affect your kids for their lives. Right. And you don't. Yeah. And it's, I, we know a lot of people that want to like if um if either of my girls came out fine mm-hmm. great like it, it does it, it, like it does not matter to me whatsoever and um if if anything um if, if they come out in any way if they're anywhere on the the spectrum at all it's like it but like, for me it's just it doesn't change like they still like the same things. <laughs> they're still just them. It means it means absolutely nothing to me. Like because I know that they're the people that they want to be and any if I if I hamper their growth and their journey in in, in any way um then I failed. Mm-hmm. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like I failed in any way. So like all I want them to do is know that they have every option in the world and all they get is unconditional love from me. That's that's all that matters and um it, so yeah, I, I get it though. But yeah, the pa- parents of the previous generation said some weird things. Yes. <laughs> They'll say some weird things because, like, it's the same thing. I get what you're. I do understand what you're saying. Like, you would say you would never say in a million years that your mom was homophobic. I I I, I understand what you're saying, but like, it's that weird stuff. It's like, oh, if if I ever said something like that. I would immediately be so disappointed in myself. I would never say anything like that because it's I don't that's that's not how I feel. But like if 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 like I heard my wife say that, like what the heck is wrong with you? Like what? Is, like we need some serious discussion about you know you know what I mean. Yeah. But like like yeah. Anyway yeah. If yeah, anyway. Um, as of right now, I would they. It's very funny. They will murder me for this. They watch a lot of Thor movies. Um. They are big, big fans of Thor, and they like it when Thor comes on screen, and they like it when Thor flexes his muscles. They, <laughs> the, the, Thor, like, um, so do I. I to have fair. fairly—he's I mean, a very yeah, good-looking yeah, guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, no, but like, um, they've watched Thor a little too much. Mm. If I just want to be, for me to have any type of like, hmm, I wonder where they're. They're headed, you know, like, so like, it's just funny. So, but anyway, uh, that's not, that's just, big, big, big fans. Big, big fans of Christophe, both of them. Mm, mm-hmm. Thor. Hmm. Ooh, it's Thor. Mm, Thor. Okay, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I really I, like Thor yeah. too. The, that scene in Thor yeah. too. Oh, what's
1: your favorite scene? Oh, the one where he's like oh, in the pool of water. Oh, where he's really soaking wet and topless. Yeah. I just, right. I love, it's something but, about that scene I really like. Hmm. I, I wonder what that could yeah, be.
0: Yeah, it's, <laughs> exactly yeah it's really funny yeah it's super funny um but uh yeah that's so fu- yeah parents parents were a trip man <laughs> love them to death but oh my gosh just want to be a little bit better than them and this is all coming from me being a cisgendered hetero man like like i have such a narrow point of view and i all all we can do is just be inclusive and learn from other people that are smarter and and have had different ways of, of living their life and Um, that's the, like the biggest thing that, that, that threatens us today, in my opinion, is, is, uh, is fear of the other and any Mm -hmm. type of fear of the other is going to make any, anything that we want to talk about is going to be an issue. And so the second you start meeting people, talking to people with different points of view and, and, and learning and, and having absolutely zero judgment, zero hate, um, Mm-hmm. Uh, once w- until we get rid of those type of things. But uh, like like we, we're both big fans of Star Wars and fear leads to anger, anger, you know, anger leads to hate, hate is the path to the dark side, and then that's the path to the dark side. Like those and it's it's super true. Yoda says some great yeah. things. And and it's like, yeah, fear is just so like being afraid of things is is there are certain things you do need to be afraid of, like I'm definitely afraid of sharks, but like I can't take so shot in a, in a fair fight. Yeah. So it's like that's why <laughs> that's a healthy fear. But, like, hear yeah. of anybody that's different or anything or different point of view and, and like, you've got to get over that. And, mm, yeah, Yeah, um, I agree
1: completely. It's yeah, all about empathy, yeah, so, isn't it? At the end of the day, yeah. this, this whole, like, the, the subject matter of the core of this entire conversation without – it may seem like I orchestrated it. I, I didn't specifically. But it is just about <laughs> empathy. It is in every yeah. way. You know, and it's like – it's as you say, you know, styles is, you know, a very good way of teaching people, you know, if you are horrible and mean and awful, just – horrible stuff happen to you and you have an unfulfilling life. If you are true and you're good and you do things for... You do things that are harder to do but are the Mm -hmm. right thing to do, eventually, in the long term, the people around you and your life will be better. And it's not... The easiest decision is rarely the right one in the sense of like when when you have to, you know... It's like if you've done something... It's something as simple as like, you know, for example... This has not happened, but for example, you know, if if I break something at home while Megan's out or something, you know, I can try and cover that up. I could try and hide it. I could try and buy it again and cover it up. But the probably the hardest thing to do is say look, I broke this thing of yours. I'm sorry. <laughs> I screwed up. Like I, that's probably of all the options to do. That's in some ways, there's that barrier of like that part of you, at least I, I used to have it. It used to be a voice in my head, not literally, but like a, a feel of like, I don't want to, say i'm sorry i don't want to admit i've done this i don't want to tell the truth in this way because it's hard to do i've had to you know force my way through my own demons in some i don't know if it's a demon that sounds mm-hmm. a bit strong but you know what i mean like your own mind know. to kind of try and push you in the wrong direction for certain reasons uh here and there and it's just like star wars shows up it perfectly it's just like you know it's not e- doing the right thing is is not always easy but that doesn't mean it's still not the right thing
0: right no yeah, it's it's all about, I always feel like about a lot of it is, is, is pre- preparation, is doing mm-hmm. a lot of the hard work at the beginning, um, but, like, it, if you do everything consistently, it starts to become, it starts to be, be it starts to become a habit, and yeah. so, like, if you practice positivity, even if you're not positive all the time, and, like, I, I firmly believe this, like, eventually, like, it will win you over, like, like, I'm not saying cuz there there is such thing as toxic positivity. I like there are like like I I point to the movie Inside Out very often on, for Pixar is that like if you were just joy all the time pushing for it never but like there is time for sadness. There is time for you to mourn. There is time for you to process and things like that. But you like like I I do not believe that you just are positive 100% of the time. Like like I said no. I cry often. I think it's very healthy and like letting those emotions out and like feeling in a safe space to be able to to let those emotions out is is important but like but i'm just saying like normally positive is the way to go um it, it's practice and like a lot of people say things about that about our, about our girls like um is that they uh they're they're just good kids and it's like well we put a lot of work in when they were really little and then now they're 8 and 10 and and turning into they're turning into adults right before our very eyes like we put all the hard work in now it's just you know Talking, talking it out. Why do we do this? What what do you think happens with this? It's just so so since so, since we put all of that relationship stuff stuff, <laughs> it's like literally life. But since we put relationship <laughs> into our, it, 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 you know, put time and effort into our relationship with our kids, like they don't just kids don't just magically turn out good. That um, there's there's life that happens to them and 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 everything. And and some people turn out good in spite of their parents. Um, and some people are good because of their parents. So it just like whatever happens, but like yeah, like we get we can just talk to our children because we have that relationship with them that that we can just okay. You, what do you think is wrong here about this? Or what did you like? Right, let's talk about what you did right here. This is great. Look like look at look at the consequence of you doing this right thing. And so it's just all just conversational. So so much of it's just preparation. And I think life is just like if you're positive. as much as you can be, it's going to leak into the rest of your life. It's super important.
1: Yeah, exactly. And it's like, I don't necessarily believe in the idea of karma being a physical force necessarily in the sense of because there are some people who do horrible things and they get away with it and that sucks and there's some people who do right. really nice things and horrible stuff happens to them and that also right. sucks but like mm-hmm. in general and i found this from my own life um especially is one of those things that people will notice especially this is my podcast i will often mention my dad and it's not because you know i i'm sad about it anything really like that but it's it's an anchor point in my life and it is right it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me, but it's the best thing that's ever happened to my character because it may, it changed me in so many ways and it changed my outlook completely. I think I touched upon it um, when I was on your show and it was just like it, the, that horrible thing happening, happening to me made me look and go, okay, to put it bluntly, life is shit enough without me making other people's lives worse. So it's like, I don't need to make other people's lives worse by me being, you know, a, a self, like an arrogant dick to people. That's not what this right. world needs. People no. have enough horrible things in their life as it is. If I just try and help my friends out, even if it's inconvenient, even small things, I like help someone move or lending someone a bit of money. I know that one is a, can be a bit difficult, but, you know, in j- small doses or something, just, oh, you forgot your wallet, I'll buy this, bottle of water for you when we've gone for a right. walk no that's a, that's nothing. not a game-breaking right. thing no exactly right. but it's tiny things and i've had this before where i've spoken to people and they've gone they've brought it up they go oh mike you remember that time where you did this or this and i'm just like I, I, no i have no idea oh well because you just did this one nice thing i was having like a really bad day and that right. little thing just changed the day and it just made my week a little bit less bad and then because of that i did this thing. and it's like you don't know How important being positive can be to people. Just even random people in the street, just holding a door open for someone who walks past you, just being generally polite. You can change Mm -hmm. the, you can turn someone's entire day, week, or even in some extreme cases, even their life of just being. Positive, especially if they don't have a lot of that in their life already. And I think that being nice to people and being empathetic and just trying your best are things that are so undervalued in society and in almost every aspect of life,
0: really. Yeah. Yeah. It's because like we've all been recipients of that before ourselves, too, where those yeah, little yeah. things that someone just does like casually, like it like legit meant absolutely nothing to them at the time. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it meant nothing to like, and you've done all those to different people too. And like uh, that's one of the reasons about podcasting is so important is like you don't know who... there were times that we were going to stop the show just because like life was rough like like mm. like during the time when um California was basically on fire completely mm-hmm. like completely on fire middle of the pandemic couldn't even go outside to our front yard you know because the air was was literally choking with smoke like and and so like we were going to stop like no and like literally I got a message from one of the listeners just like, hey, I just want you to know how much you mean to me. And it wasn't you. It wasn't anyone that we know. I'm like, <laughs> all right, well, we are we are going to continue to do this show because like it, it helped and like but like that is something you don't you don't know what you're doing to somebody's life when you're being good. And just like you don't know what you're doing if you're being negative too. Like you don't like mm. like you were saying with your mom, like like that one comment that she made has has like something that you've never really forgotten right? And mm. you don't know what those negative things that you're putting out there are going to do too. Like, like who knows what throwaway line I said to my girls. Like I, I really watch what I say and, and I want them to always know, like at the end of the day, like the last things I ever say to them, is like, I love you. Everything you do is awesome. Like that. Those are the last words I say to them before they go to bed. And, uh, but like, who knows what rando, Throwaway line that I have said that is going to stick with them. You know what I mean? Because like I am not perfect. I know I am not. I, I mm. guarantee you, I've said something stupid. And so anyway, but so like it goes both ways, and you just gotta really be careful. But yeah, no. Oh, like this. Um, we we take a walk every day. Um, and by our house is a giant mulberry tree. I don't know if your mulberries are in the UK. They're they're an okay fruit. They're an, they're an okay fruit. They grow like weeds here in 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 my city. And they're just these little tiny little berries. They look like um, like a poor man's raspberry is basically what they okay. look like, or a poor man's blackberry <laughs> is what they is what they look like. And they're fine. They're okay. My girls love them. But there's a tree in this neighborhood. And and they they pick the mulberries every every time that we go on our walk and it's really cute and they complete so they, they wear their mulberry shirts because if they go on their walk these mulberries they stain they stain like you would not believe like their faces <laughs> are just they have these little like Joker faces you know just like it's around their mouth and everything. it's hilarious and uh, anyway the girls they wrote a thank you note to the people's house we have no idea whose house this was and they they stuck it on their door well anyway we're dry, we're doing one of our walks and this car like pulls up real slow next to us which is never great never great ever <laughs> and so yeah and they're like are are you the girls that and like i'm there too and they're like are you the girls that that, that put the note on our door and like oh yeah yeah that's them it's like that made me cry i was having the worst year <laughs> so anyway and so this lady was crying next to us just because they drew a, my eight-year-old just drew a little picture and just said thank you for the mulberries and just stuck it on her door and like so like those random things you just never know when they're gonna affect somebody so huge yeah so, especially with kids, like with, with yeah, when kids, kids have that those
1: when kids kids have the capacity to do you know very mean and horrible things, but they also I think more often than not, especially you know I know upbringing is a big part of it and things, but mm-hmm. from my experience because I've you know my brothers have got kids who are you know not that much younger than me in some ways and things you know so it's like I've seen a lot of kids grow up and you know life in general you used to interact with kids in some way or another, mm-hmm. and I've just found that the capacity for love and compassion for children is sometimes it's so overwhelmingly nice. Like I, this is a thing actually about my dad is that my niece, Amelie, who's now 14 or something. And, you know, we hang out every now and then. We'll watch the Twilight movies occasionally of Scott Pilgrim. And <laughs> she, she's really like anime and my comic romance and all these other cool things I like. But we decided to watch the Twilight films because I'd never seen them. And I was drunk on my mum's wedding uh, years back. And I told her that I would watch them all with her. So I've kept... I've, I've not watched the last one because the pandemic hit before the last one. So, oh no, Breaking... Uh, breaking <laughs> oh, Heart I'm so two. sorry for you. <laughs> what, what, what will I do with my life? But yeah. she... When she was really young, so my dad... My dad passed away when I was 19, eight years ago, 2013, my dad passed away. And so I think Amalie was, I had to, I think she was like seven or something when he passed, something like that. When she found out he was ill, which is about 18 months to a year before he passed, she, without telling anyone, she got her class to all sign a letter, like a like a, a drawing she did to my dad, just saying, I'll never forget you. or It was like, I, I love you very much. Uh, I care about you so much. You mean loads to me, granddad. And, you know, don't ever forget that. Something really sweet and nice. and Completely unprompted. No one asked her to do it. And she just did that. And it was just like, when I was, and this obviously when I was was a late teen as well. And when I saw that, that her doing that act of kindness changed me forever. I was just like, because I saw how much that meant to my dad as well and my mum and obviously the family. It it just meant so much. And I was just like, that's just a, a, a small nice thing to do to someone and it's it's similar in what your girls do and i'm sure your girls do those sorts of things all the time you're just like they do these things which are so nice that you did i didn't even think about i could i didn't even think about doing right. something like that but it's so nice to see kids flourish and be positive right. and how much of an impact they can have
0: kids are awesome kids are great and it is funny because like how much different is your your actual thought process now and then but then when we were like 10 it's not that much different, right? No, I You just know more. Still, you just, you just still like me. exist more. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like my ten-year-old Chris was. He liked Lego, and he liked. <laughs> <You> <laughs> he thought <know>? he liked <laughs> video games, and um, thought thought that he liked girls at that point. Maybe you know what I mean. Like, and so yeah. anyway, like didn't didn't really know what he wanted to do with his life. It's like that's. It's about the same. Just like I just have like lived more. No, I mean, but seriously. And so, like, if yeah, you can yeah. just keep that... If you can keep that childlike... Uh, that energy for compassion, that energy for joy, those that type of childlike energy, um, then, like, you're going to be fine. Like, I have always... Like, the two movies... And they're not even my favorite movies. The two movies... That have had the biggest impact on me in my life. Like they're not my favorite movies, anyway. But are the movies big with Tom Hanks and the Love movie Hook with Rob Williams, um, and and those movies both they taught me something. And and a lot of it was was, was with Hook. With Hook with Hook was like that's the dad. The ending of the movie is the dad I want to be. Is I never want to get into that zone where I I I stop having adventures with kids because I'm an adult and like, because Mm -hmm. you always can remember what it was like to be a kid. And if you can do that, then you're going to be fine. And with big, it was always, I'm never going to be too old to be goofy. That that's what it is. Like, I'm never going to be too old to remember to not remember what it was like to be a kid. And like those two, both those movies, wildly different movies, but like those both for some reason have been the ones that have like, that's informed my adulthood are those two movies and like have fun don't forget what it's like to be a kid and do not forget what's important. Like and like those two like I there's not a day that goes by they don't think about those movies. So That's yeah. perfect.
1: Um, I mean, we've been chatting for a very long time now. So I mean I think I could easily talk to you about a hundred other subject matters like Lego yeah. or Styles or anything like that. But I think that we'll save that for another podcast down the line. Yeah. I think this has been like a really Hey, can I come on again, Mike? Yeah. Let's do this again. This is very complicated.
0: Yeah, it's very exactly. Cathartic.
1: Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad you feel that way. I mean, we didn't even. I want to also congratulate you on your weight loss journey as well. I've been keeping oh, up with thanks, that. Oh,
0: thanks, man. Even yeah. since
1: I last spoke to you, you look like you've lost
0: weight and you look healthier and stuff. Not that you looked uh, unhealthy last time, but just no, no. You, you know, it's fine. Yeah, no, it's funny because like yeah. So what today is? Uh, I weighed myself this morning. 142 pounds lost. So much of it. that's incredible. Pounds. In England, yeah, so that's
1: that's like ten stone, oh, yeah. isn't it? Because in England, we
0: do pounds and stone for some reason. So 14 yeah. stone pounds stone is makes 20, a stone, right?
1: A Th- uh, 14. Is-
0: 14 okay yeah how yeah. st- is that stone was 20 ah well whatever so yeah yeah 10 <laughs> stone so i've lost 10 stone yeah That's incredible. and uh, it's been a good process at uh, least my wife is doing it along with me and um s- same vein is that like we we were not sad and fat like like that, like we were we were we were very overweight but obviously because i still have more to lose but we weren't unhappy you we just like we loved each other and we still did things and, and and had fun and everything just like how i tell people if they want to lose weight is just like pick something that you can't do because you're heavy and then that when you can do that that's when you've lost enough weight like mine was i wanted to go on roller coasters there was a certain ride at universal studios in in, in hollywood I couldn't go on with my girls. This is, of course, pre-pandemic, but, like, I couldn't (laughs) go on that. Um, And it's always been on my mind. And then the pandemic hit, like, immediately after. So, uh, but, like, it's always been on my mind. Like, I want to go on that roller coaster. And so this is how much I have to weigh to be able to go on this roller coaster. And I, I hit that months ago but and just kept going. But, like, pick something that, like, is like that. And like for my wife... She want there's a there. She wants to be able. She wanted to be able to shop at any store that she went to. If she wanted a new shirt, she didn't want to have to like go to a special store. And like now, that's what I get to do too. Like I had to buy all new clothes. Oh my gosh, it's crazy. And um, it's not my thing. Clothes are like I just want to wear my cargo shorts and my polo shirt.
1: I, I'm literally wearing Chicago shorts
0: right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like loads hey. of pockets, just pockets for everything. Comfy. Nobody should ever not cargo shorts ever because I have <laughs> held. I have held. Diapers, formula for bottles. I've held baby wipes, tampons, toys, Barbies, my own wallet, my wife's wallet, all at the same time. Everything at the same time. And you know what? It's because I had shorts on, I got to wear shorts. yeah
1: these shorts okay these are like my favorite because I, I used to wear yeah. uh trousers that were like proper th- like cargo trousers so they'd have like yeah. loads of pockets this is when before i could drive or anything so when i'd go to gigs right. and stuff my friends would be like here are my keys here's my right. phone put it yes. in the zip pocket but here's yeah. the thing these i'm going to show you people on zoom yeah. sorry uh but look yeah. these trousers uh, right see this pocket okay i'm going to put this down a little bit All right there this we is go. a double pocket there's one pocket there sure, by the way okay Thank you. Yeah. So there's one pocket there. This flap. There's another pocket underneath. Hey. So there's double pockets here, and there's a pocket down here. There's pockets on yeah. the back, double pocket on the left. So on the front of me, there are six pockets on these shorts. Yeah. You have-
0: Mike, you're ready to be a dad already. You're going to be a dad. Which you whenever are I go to
1: Megan, she never has to take out a handbag, because she's just like, yeah. hey, like no. if it's a
0: big day sometimes.
1: But it's like, oh, can you just... Put my put my car keys in your pocket along with my purse and right. my phone and all these other things. Like yes, I can because I can fit them all.
0: <laughs> don't make fun it's of me. Car- and like my my wife used to be a a, a cargo short uh, not hater just like didn't understand it. But it's like the second I wore my cargo shorts and it's like oh I don't have to carry anything. You don't have to carry anything, love. I'll carry it all for you because I don't <laughs> yeah. care. I'm wearing. Cargo Shorts! Yeah, the most powerful person <laughs> of the universe. Yeah, they are pretty they are pretty goofy. But I, I agree, they're pretty goofy. Anyway, she bought for the first time because she could go to any store that she wanted because she's worked so hard and she bought herself a pair of cargo shorts. <laughs>
1: oh, you win. That's it. Yeah. That's what Megan That's gets it. the most excited about. If she finds any trousers that have got pockets, yeah. she's just gets so excited. Like watching a yeah. woman wear a dress which has pockets. I don't know if anyone's oh. ever done that. It doesn't matter if you're even into girls or whatever. Just meet or meet as person who likes wearing dresses. They get excited about pockets because especially with women's clothing, they don't oh. either they don't get pockets or the pockets it's are terrible. It's a war crime. It's a war It is horrendous. I don't understand. Yeah, Yeah, so Leslie Nope says it, Parks and Rec, she's like, (laughs) Ben Wyatt says to her, he's like, "Um, you have an opinion about pockets? She's like, yes, there aren't enough of them. And when Megan watched that when I would have showed her Parks and Rec, she was like, yes! And everyone I know, like every woman is like, yes, why are there not more pockets in women's clothing? And you see them in a dress that's got pockets and they just... There's nothing happier than Megan in you know, dress with
0: pockets. <laughs> oh, it's, it's ridiculous. Pockets are the little things. There is not a single article of my girls' clothing that don't have pockets. Like they, like I refuse to buy them anything that doesn't have a pocket. Because like, it's kind of puts. It, like, what if you find a quarter? Like they find quarters all the time. It's like, yeah, I, I here you go. Like I could hold it for them, but like they love it. Just slip it in that pocket. Like I think, <laughs> I think it's, it's criminal to not have a pocket. Like I tell you it's, what's it's worse. I
1: will tell you what is a war crime. It's not not, it's not not having pockets. It's fake pockets. Oh, when my god! When you gosh. have the flap and that? there's no pocket. You're just like, what, what are you teasing me? You're be yeah, That's actually mean. That's a horrible. <laughs> I bought these thinking I had pockets and I don't. And so, I don't. yeah, pockets, guys. Pockets are the most powerful yeah. things in the world. Pockets bringing people together. That's the new podcast. Right. Pockets right. and people. <laughs> um, Let's do so it. I'm- Let's do it. I'm going to bring this to an end because me and you will talk forever otherwise, which I would love, uh-huh. but you are always yeah. working on the podcast. We will we'll get something organized later for this year because we can then just talk about Star Wars and Lego and that sort of right. stuff. But um, what's
0: coming out? What, what's coming out soon? We got anything Star Wars coming out or
1: uh, the bad batch is on at the moment. And then. Yeah. Uh, that's old, that's that's old th- news, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> I think. But actually, funny enough, there's a video I have yet to watch on YouTube, which is a um there's a guy I watched on YouTube called Star Explained that kind of inspired me to start my uh-huh. Star Wars podcast and I really recommend he release videos like every day but he recently released a video that's like half an hour long and it's Star Wars have released this big thing about all the series that they're doing over the next like three years and they've updated it, them with some of the dates I think they've updated when they're bringing that Book of Boba Fett and things like that mm-hmm. which is I, I think it's, it's still going to be December I think they've just been a bit more specific with it but we'll do it nearer the time and also you always work on like my styles podcast anything like anytime i can talk to you is amazing and when i can't i just listen to your podcast so you we'll say <laughs> or, or we text yeah or yeah. We text. Or we yes. message each other on yeah. <laughs> every yeah. time you reach a new episode you'll just get a message from me within like two hours of it dropping because right. i just i just want to talk about it um but please tell the lovely people i'll include links in the description to all your you know social media and all that sort of jazz but sort of final statement anything you want to say and then we'll close this up
0: yeah, uh, you can absolutely follow us on Twitter or Instagram at like two. That's the number two. Like two like things. Um, we're fairly active on social media, so um, and it's usually me. Um, very rarely it's Elise, but uh, yeah, every every Monday, Elise and I release something new. Um, the episode that came out this week features Mike, and it's about yes. BBC Sherlock, and it's fantastic. I have had um, so many good combos with people already, like. You haven't watched that? Whoa, this is my favorite. Um, I think you had a great Twitter exchange with Paul from the Varmints podcast. Um, yeah. Paul was messaging me today how much he loves you and thinks you're great. So he's he's actually really excited. You absolutely should have Paul on your show. He's an amazing guy. Um, and, uh, but yeah, you, you you really enjoy it. But yeah, Mike did this bang up job on the episode already. So people are already loving it. Um, but yeah, we every Monday, like to like things. We're on all podcatchers um, and there's a Facebook group, but that's just a fan page. Just look for I like to like things. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. Just, uh, hey, go out there and like a few more things. Uh, you're going to be happy for it.
1: And that's the perfect way to end it. So I will yeah. wrap it up here. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Chris. It's been so much fun being able to chat with you again. And yeah, I look forward to chatting with you even more.
0: The recording has stopped.
1: and that's the end of the podcast thanks as always for tuning in guys if you haven't already please go check out the i like to like things podcast you can start with the episode that i was on as a good starting point because it has become one of my favorite new podcasts so links in the description to all of those things so what else is there to talk about, my friends? Well, I've been doing quite a few guest spots as of recent. Um, myself and Chris Phelps of Comics in Motion were on the feed of Comics in Motion talking about the new Black Widow movie. Uh, there's a lot of spoilers within it, but it's about an hour-long chat. So make sure you go over to Comics in Motion to check that out. I have got a link to that in the description as well. If you also want to hear myself, my girlfriend Megan, and Tonya Todd, who's been on the show a couple of times, uh, give our thoughts on the first three episodes of the Loki series, once again, go over to Comics in Motion, and you can check that out. But I've also got a link to that in the description too. Uh, and also episodes 4 to 6 will be out very very soon so you can make sure you keep an eye out for that as well also been on the geek talks podcast and frank burns i like the sound podcast so all of those things i just mentioned the link to that is in the description so, what have you got coming up then? Well, next week is likely going to be part one of my conversation with Tom Everett, which is his second appearance on the show. Uh, we speak about stagecraft and I think f- morality and that sort of thing again. Uh, it's f- similar ish to the first time he came on the show, but definitely the subject matter is different enough, so it's a lot of fun there. Um, I've also, I'm going to be doing another episode with Moxie Labouche of uh, the Your Brain on Facts podcast. We're going to do another UK versus US episode. We did one at Christmas, just gone, and so we're going to do one around the summertime as well, so that's going to be a lot of fun too. I'm I'll make sure I let you guys know when that kind of is due to come out as well. Aside from that, guys, I've got a few things in the pipeline, but if you want more details on that, go over to patreon.com slash genuinechitchat. For £1 a month, you get access to the audio RSS feed. You can pop it in wherever you listen to this podcast, and then you get access to the Patreon exclusive feed, at which you get the Afterthoughts episodes that come out once or twice a week, and then you also get whenever part one of an episode of Genuine Chitchat drops on this usual feed, you get access to part one and part two in one big unsplit episode. So when the conversation, when part one of the conversation with Tom Everett drops next week on the Patreon feed, both parts will drop in one episode so for as little as one pound a month you support the show you get early access to stuff and you get the afterthoughts exclusive show that i do with megan where we review movies tv shows that sort of thing but check out in the description because there is a link to where we spoke about spider-man free you can listen to that completely for free and it's about half an hour long as well so you know it's pretty good taster to see if you want to potentially support the show and that's kind of a good way to see the kind of content that you get a hold of aside from that guys you know if you donate two pound a month or more then you get access to the feed on patreon itself so you get the audio feed as well but you also get to see uh, the future guest lists that i do at the start of each month as well as all the guest spots i've been doing some of the afterthought stuff that's going to be coming out a lot of guests that are kind of in the pipeline and things as well so just loads of cool things over at patreon you can support the show and get loads of other stuff too but links to that are in the description Aside from that, guys, check out my Star Wars show, which is on the feed of Comics in Motion, or it's on the feed of Genuine Chit Chat on the YouTube channel, and uh, I basically talk about Star Wars comics, and at the moment I'm doing the War of the Bounty Hunters crossover, which is set between Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi, and it's basically all about... Boba Fett transporting Han Solo's frozen in carbonite corpse to Jabba the Hutt and it gets stolen by Crimson Dawn halfway and you may remember them from Solo A Star Wars Story and it's kind of how that all unfolds and all of the connective tissue it does to the rest of the universe and it includes Doctor Aphra, Darth Vader, the main runner Star Wars, the bounty hunters run, loads and loads of cool things there and there's loads of other stuff as well. You do not need to have ever read a single Star Wars comic to enjoy Star Wars comics in canon. I've designed the show specifically so I give you guys the narrative of the story itself and I gave lots of other tidbits of information and trivia, so when a name that I mentioned comes up that you may recognise, I will then give a bit of backstory and information about them, and where you may have seen them before and those sort of things as well. So if you want to delve into the worlds of comics without having to buy a single comic, or if you've already read a lot of Star Wars comics and you want to get a refresher or a taste of what other comics there are that you haven't bought, and you want to try those, any of those options, go over to Star Wars Comics and Canon on the feed of Comics in Motion, or check it out on Genuine Chit Chat's YouTube channel, and also in the description to this episode there is a link, as there always are, for all of the many things that i talk about aside from that guys there's not really much else to say unless i do a big rambly mess which i'm not going to do so i really hope you guys enjoyed all of this make sure you give chris of the like to like things podcast all the love in the world and uh, make sure obviously you subscribe to genuine chit chat for all the other cool conversations that i have and um yeah i hope you all have a wonderful week and weekends and whenever you're listening to this i hope you're having a good day and uh, i will talk to you guys next week with tom everett
0: you just experienced host creator everything else are of genuine chit-chat, and also the host and creator of Star Wars Comics and Canon found on the Comics in Motion
1: podcast, Mike Burton.